pray in the name of Jesus, you will be dismissed in Jesus' name. And I plead the blood of Jesus over everything that's said and done from here on out. In Jesus' mighty name, if you receive that, say a big amen. Just after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, on that evening, he appeared to the eleven who were in hiding because Judas had already hanged himself. And so Jesus appeared to the eleven and he said, Peace be unto you. Then he said, Peace be with you. And then he said, he breathed on them and he said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. That was a commandment. <clears throat> now, quite frankly, uh, that was the time that they were born again because they could not have been born again until after the shed blood of Jesus Christ. So whenever they received the Holy Spirit, that was the moment of regeneration in their spirit life. But they had to receive Him. But Jesus came to His own, but His own rejected Him. But to as many as did receive Him, to them He gave the power, the right, and the privilege to become sons of God. So I just want to say that God has done His part. He's already done everything He is going to do as far as Him providing promises and provision for your life. God has already sent His Son. 2,000 years ago in Isaiah, it prophesied 750 years before Christ, it prophesied that by His stripes, He was wounded, first of all, for our transgression, bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace was upon Him, and by His stripes ye were healed. Now before it came to pass, He had already prophesied this in past tense. I like that. Before it came to pass, He had already said, it's already done. So now it's up to you and I, you, it's Jesus, again, He was made unto us also wisdom and righteousness, sanctification and redemption. But our part is to receive and cooperate and really develop the Word that was sent to us. And today there's being a Word going to be sent to every heart here. There's going to be a Word sent to you. So you've got to receive that and you've got to cooperate with that Word. And so this is why I'm just, I'm just thanking God that He's going to do something really miraculous today in our midst. Two weeks ago, we had the Super Bowl Sunday. Everybody remembered that, the Patriots versus the Rams, and the best team won. <clears throat> and I know I, in my whole family, everybody was rooting for the Rams, but I'm telling you, I was for the Patriots. And so, yeah, give God applause for them. All you Patriot fans. Now, the defense on both teams were amazing. Now, for people who are not football fans, let me just say this. The purpose is to advance the ball down the field and score a touchdown. Hopefully, uh, before the other team. And the one who scores the most wins, right? So you've got four tries to advance the ball ten yards at a time. Four tries. Now, if a team doesn't do this and he fails to pick up the ten yards, then the punter will punt and the other team gets a chance to do the same thing. So in these four tries to advance the ball 10 yards, they use one of two methods. Either they run the ball downfield or else they send a receiver down and the, and the quarterback will pass the ball and hopefully the receiver will receive it. So there is much opposition to the receiver catching the ball. And everybody that's watched any football at all, you've got to recognize that whenever the pass is thrown, I mean there's just fighting for the position on the field because... This is this receiver really must contend for the position in the field to catch or receive the pass thrown. You've got to fight for that position. 
Now, likewise, in the spiritual dimension, you and I, we've got to fight for those things that's already been given to us because we're the the recipients of those things that's already been given by God to every one of us. He's not a respecter person, so he's given to every one of us salvation and healing and provision and protection and you name it because he's given all that to us, but we've got to receive it. Amen? So the receiver must contend for the position in the field to catch the pass. Now, a couple of things I want you to notice about this. You don't just pull a person in off the street and put him in a football game. You know, you just say, hey, you're you're the receiver. You you don't do that. The receiver, they go through a lot of training, and they're, they're working out to receive strength and build up muscles to contend with the opposition. And there's much individual effort in preparation to becoming a receiver. Likewise, if you want to receive from God's training and discipline is needed. If you want to receive from God, you've got to, you've got to really get, dig into the Word and begin to see what the Word says about you and begin to see that God's Word is really His Word to you specifically. And so I want you to get that. <clears throat> Hebrews eleven eleven. It says, by faith, Sarah herself also. Now, when it says also, it means meaning that there's somebody else in addition to Sarah that's had to do do what we're talking about. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. Now, get that one down. She received strength. Before she had the conception, she had to receive strength to conceive the seed and to bore a child, and she was past the age of childbearing age and beyond the age of having babies because she judged him faithful who had promised. But many times the pass is in the air before the receiver arrives at a predetermined area for reception. Let me say that again. Many times the pass, the answer to your prayers has already been given. God's done his part. The pass is in the air before the receiver arrives at a predetermined area for reception. Our job is to contend for that area, that environment. And this is where we are today. Really, we've got now some of you may be here, you're needing healing, some needs provision, some needs a restoration of relationships, whatever it is that you have need of. I want you to know the pass is already in the air. We've got to get in that position to receive it. And you've got to contend for it. You've got to contend for the faith that once was delivered to the saints. Amen? So you've got to get into position for reception. Now, today we're going to be receiving communion. And this is really, this is the, I mean, the past, this is really what we're saying. The past has already been thrown. 2,000 years ago, he died for our sins and our trespasses. And he died for our iniquities. And he was bruised for our iniquities, rather. And by his stripes, we were healed. So when we take communion today... And we receive communion. I want you to know that the healing power, the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit is going to quicken to your life healing and wholeness. It's a miracle. So Sarah had to receive strength to conceive seed. Adam, uh, Abraham rather, had to receive strength to, to produce the seed because they both were past childbearing age. So in order for a miracle to occur, they both had to receive strength in their body. So I want you to do that just today. I want you, our job is to contend for that area and that position for reception. Amen? 
What does this saying, receiving strength for conception, really consist of? And I got to looking this up, and it was really interesting. Because there's two meanings. <clears throat> I've got still got some drainage here, but it's, it's about gone. So thank God for that. Receiving strength is really two meanings. It's a passive acceptance. And I've played a lot of games with the kids. I, if I'm going to give them a dollar or something, I'll, I'll, I'll put the dollar out. And then when they went to go to take it, I jerk it back. And then we, they try it again, I jerk it back. And so, and after a while, then they become active. It's not a passive of just reaching. Then they become active and we begin struggling to get the dollar bill or whatever it may be. So this is why, this is the second. Now the passive, the, let me just go back and say this. To get hold of is really that first meaning. It's a passive acceptance. Just reach out and take it. And God is not going to be like Pawpaw. He's not going to pull it back. He want, He's already given it. The pass is already in the air. All you've got to do is receive it. And so the second meaning, though, of this, of this word reception, it's a more aggressive, it's a more violent, it means to seize, to accept, to be amazed, to catch it, to contend with the opposition to get the pass or to receive the promise, whatever it may be that you're dealing with. In Sarah's case, she says, I know the reality of my condition. I am too old. As a matter of fact, whenever they said that your wife's going to bear us. Remember, she was in the tent, and she was listening, overhearing the conversation, and she began to laugh. She thought, man, this is funny. I mean, do you know how old I am? I'm 90 years old, and Abraham, you are 100, or close to it. However, I will not doubt, but I will believe is basically what you, these external realities will not affect, affect the internal evidence that that's what faith is. It's the substance of things hoped, and it's evidence of things not seen. So I will believe God and I will receive the promise. Now let me ask you a question. Did Sarah have to alter her belief system? I don't know that she had to, but if she went ahead just looking at her life through the, the, the natural realm, uh, rather lenses of, of her situation, she would not have received. So somewhere, all of us have got to get beyond this natural, viewing things in the natural realm. And we've got to be able to see that there is a spiritual dimension much deeper than what we are, are scratching the surface for right now. So uh, she had to believe that she would receive strength to conceive seed. Philippi, uh, Philemon, it's, only, it's just one chapter, but I just want you to know that it's verse 6. We could put that up. Philemon said, or Paul said to Philemon, he says that the sharing of our faith may become effective. And I looked up that word. It's activated. It may become stimulated. And I may become motivated or it may be energized that the, stimulate, the sharing of our faith may become effective and energized by the acknowledgement or perhaps the acceptance or the, or the uh, reception of every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. You've got to recognize, you've got a treasure. In this body, we have the treasures of the Holy Spirit. We have the treasures of Jesus Christ Himself. This God with us, God in us, God is for us. And not only that, but the Holy Spirit is working in your life to work the Word out. And that's why the Bible says, let every man work out his own salvation. So we have got to really uh, recognize that the sharing of our faith may become effective or energized by the acknowledgement or the acceptance 
are the reception of every good thing which is in you. Now, about this time, there's a lot of static going on because there's another in Christ Jesus is that other part. There's only, in our flesh dwells no good thing, but the good thing that's on the inside of us, that's Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God, that is the acknowledgement and the confession of every good thing that's on the inside of us. This is how we share our faith, and it becomes activated and energized because faith without works is dead. Now, whenever we get on this frequency, our faith is energized and activated, so we receive strength to conceive seed for any of the promises of God. Now, I think there's a 9.30 a.m. frequency on the local radio stations. And the receiver of a local broadcast must be on the same frequency as the station who sends it. So this is why I'm asking you today, even right now, get on the frequency that the Holy Spirit is transmitting and receive what He is transmitting. It's, it's pretty, really pretty simple. And the FM stations are less prone to static than the AM stations. And again, Scott, you would know this, but I think it's because it's they, the FM stations, they go on a straight line. And, and again, I think it's AM. They, they got different frequencies that are up and down. So this is why you get a little more static. But what would happen if you heard by the acknowledgement and the acceptance or the uh, reception of every good thing which was in you, and then static began to happen, and you didn't see in Christ Jesus? What happens for many people, you've got to be on that same frequency as the transmission. But if you, if you didn't hear in Christ Jesus then that seed would not probably be sown in your heart because you'd either have a superiority complex or an inferiority. Me? In every, by the acknowledgement of every good thing in me? There's no good thing in me. Yes, there is. It's in Christ Jesus. And so this is why you've got to recognize and confess and begin to just boldly make assertions and confessions that every good thing in me has to do with Jesus Christ himself. Hallelujah. Is this good so far? In the parable of the seed and the sower, the seed sown was only effective and productive in good soil. Some fell among the wayside. And you know the story how that the birds of the air came and just devoured it. Some, some fell among thorns. But some fell on good soil. And the seed that fell on good soil, the good soil that received the seed, and again, sometimes you've got to fertilize you. You've got to work with the word sown in order for it to develop it and, and make it applicable to your life. So today, if you are not on the same frequency as to what I am saying, there probably will be no reception. But if you will, and there's no static, I just, I'm, right now, I just think there's no static going on. You're receiving what I am saying. And then, you know, the, the scripture, I think it's in, in Haggai 2.19, I preached on this before. Is the seed still in the barn? You got to get the seed out of the barn, right? And this next thing you got to do is cultivate the land out there. And then the next thing you do, you sow the seed, and then the ground does the work. It produces through death and decay and decomposition. The seed then begins to shoot forth, and the shoot comes up, and then, then it produces fruit. But, congregation, I want you to know you've got to do some things. God has done His part, it's up to us to do our part and to receive what is being given even today, and that is the word that's being sown. Now, there's other frequencies that would, forget, that would prevent good reception. 
faulty belief system about God. Well, God's not a good, good father. God is some gray-haired old man up there that's ready to, to beat us in the head or push us or give us a whip and every time we step or grind us into the pavement. Every time we step out of the line, he is, he is really a judgmental God. Folks, I want you to know God is, he will be a judge one of these days, but right now he is your Savior, and he loves you with a love that you cannot even comprehend. And I want you to know this, there's nothing that you've done that makes God, that ticks him off. He, want, he said, I love you. That's the thing about grace. I do not understand how that God's grace can just so much fill our lives and there's a tapestry of grace that's being woven together and even the good and the bad, this is why all things work together for good. And you've got to acknowledge every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. But if you don't think God's a good God, you've got a faulty belief system about Him, then you will probably not receive anything said today. Now, there's another faulty belief system about ourselves. Well, I'm just not worthy, Pastor Gary. I'm just so unworthy. Well, hello. Everybody is. There's not a one in here that's worthy to receive anything from God. But God has made us worthy. Why is that? Because Jesus Christ was made unto us, look at this, wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption, which enables every one of us to say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. And there is no power, there is no plan that's going to defeat my... Give God applause. Nothing is going to defeat that. But you've got to believe something about yourself, that God has created you in the image of God. And since you are created in the image of God, and, you've given, and you have the mind of Christ, 1 Corinthians 2, 19, I think it is, you have the mind of Christ... So you can think like him. You don't have to think like Jerry Moore or whatever your name may be because you can think like Jesus, which makes you acceptable in the beloved because he has done all that. So a faulty belief system about God is you'll get on another frequency and you, you won't believe anything, you won't receive anything that's being said because you're on another frequency. You think he's a bad God. He's a good God. And not only that, but about yourself, believes. You know, the Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are where? In Christ Jesus. That's where the, we acknowledge every good thing which is in us in Christ Jesus. That's how our faith is activated and energized by saying, you know, God, you, it's not, it's not about me, it's about you. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. That's where it is. It's in Him. Amen? In Him we live and we move and we what? Have our being. So begin to see yourself from the cross's point of view. You are redeemed. You've been purchased with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And so therefore, you there is therefore now no condemnation. But so many people receive in their life, they receive, but you don't know, Pastor, what I've done. A lady, many years ago, she came up to me and she said, can, can, can God save somebody that's murdered somebody? I said, certainly. I mean, look at Paul. I mean, a lot of the saints in the Old Testament as well as the New, I mean, they, were, they took lives. This lady had an abortion. And she was very regretful about it. And she felt like she had, she had, and she had so much shame and condemnation in her life that she couldn't hardly function. She had a hard time just living life and dealing with it. But you've got to get beyond that shame 
and that condemnation. You've got to get beyond that. You've got to get up to about a level of 200 in the level of consciousness where it's really, it's, it's the acceptance of yourself and acceptance of, of one another. And the acceptance basically of God. And you can't get there without Him. Every one of us, we've got to have Him. So, um, but once you get a God complex, and again, I like Paul. He says, I think myself happy. I think it's letter. You know, this is a God complex. I mean, God's not, he's not depressed. He's not going around sad, and he's not, he's not worried and anxious about the future. Everything has already been provided that you and I needed. All we got to do is receive it. And that good thing that God says, you know, he's made into us wisdom and righteous sanctification. I accept it. I recognize it. And I acknowledge it. Amen? By the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in me, in Christ Jesus. That's how your faith is activated. And that's why today you're going to receive something from God. You're going to receive healing. You're going to receive restoration of, of relationships. Now, as we take communion, because it's as we receive communion, I should say, receive communion, this is what he's already been done. It's him we're recognizing and receiving what He has already done in our life, and we're just going to cooperate and work with it. Amen? If Sarah had continued to affirm and say, I'm too old to have a baby. I just can't do it. But the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So this is why, whether it be a healing to your body or our finances, whatever it may be, let's today, let's, every one of us, listen, would you agree with me that we're going to receive all of these promises whenever we take communion and receive communion? Would you agree with that? Because I really believe that God's going to do something wonderful as we receive the communion. If Sarah continued to affirm and say, as I said, I'm too old to have a baby, and her focus would be on what she couldn't do as opposed to what God could do, then it would be a different story altogether. But Abraham also had to receive strength to produce seed. So Sarah received strength to conceive seed, and a miracle began the journey of the Hebrew nation through Isaac and Jacob and Joseph and on so Because she judged him faithful who had promised now, let's go to Hebrews 13, 11, 13. These all died in the faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them afar off. So you've got to recognize, you've got to see what you want. You've got to see what you need. You've got to receive, you've got to see before you can receive. So they saw them afar off. They accepted them. They acknowledged them. They embraced them. And they received it joyfully. They greeted them afar off. You know, Moses, this is really interesting because I think it's in verse 27 that when they saw them afar off, Moses saw him who was invisible. So you're not talking about a natural vision. You're talking about, I see him. I see the, Isaiah saw him. I saw the Lord. He was high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. I mean, he saw something 
And he saw it in a vision, but I'm telling you, we can see what we have need of right now, and we can say, I know that that's already been promised for me, so I'm going to accept it, I'm going to greet that thing, I'm going to embrace it, I'm going to acknowledge and receive joyfully that which has already been given when we take communion. Then they made a confession too. Hey, I'm just passing through. I'm just pa- This world's not my home. Every one of us, we come to pass. I don't care what age, and but again, we all, this is not our final destination. For those who save such things plainly declare that they seek a homeland. Now, I want to bless you all this morning with a blessing. I want to bless you with the ability to receive strength to conceive seed and produce a miracle in your life. Would you receive that blessing? And in the process of receiving communion, which you're getting ready to do just very shortly, so if musicians come on back, we'll get ready to have communion. See, this is a simple message. This is a very simple, but yet in the area of spiritual growth and development can be profound. Receiving communion, some will see a miracle occur in your life be it physical, again, financial, or a restoration of relationships. I mean, I don't, I don't know what you have need of, but I do know this. Whenever Paul said in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three, I received from the Lord that which I delivered to you. You can't give that which you don't have. So Paul received from the Lord something about communion, that the Lord Jesus Christ on the same night he was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it, and he said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. The same thing after he, with the cup. He said, this is the blood of the new covenant. So he says, as often as you drink it, do it in remembrance of me. And so it's in, it's in remembrance of that he has already paid it all. So all we've got to do is step out and get a hold of it, receive it, because it's already been given. Amen? Do we have people to serve communion? Okay, let's go ahead and start that. But as we-